I think that we're conditioned to believe that we need to have an answer to who we are. And when we get to the point where we can just allow the flow of our lives to manifest, we will follow the, our guidance, follow our path and discover who we are throughout the entire journey of our lives. I don't think it ever stops. It doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you're in the flow, as long as you're allowing, as long as you're surrendering to what is and, and you know, looking for your lessons and continuing to analyze yourself and discover what excites you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. My name is Amanda Johnson, your host, and I am back with another fantastic guest, someone who has been brought to me again through the beautiful world of Facebook and publicists and authors who I am getting to connect more and more with in this world because like attracts like, and there is just so much going on out there that is filled with light. And our guest today is no different. Her work is quite remarkable and an important offering to the world in terms of her, you know, her own experiences and, and then turned into books and messages for others to be inspired and to remember who they truly are. And as I've said many times on this show, that's what it's all about. It's about being reminded of who we truly are each and every day, and then learning to reveal and express more and more of that. And as I am continuously noticing in my life, I am attracting people and conversations and messages that I am in need of hearing the most. And today is absolutely no different. Our guest and I, I imagine, will be digging into some ideas that are very up for me right now and are very present for me. So I'm really looking forward to our show. And as we explore the journey of self-discovery, specifically when looking at the twin flame journey. So stay tuned. You're going to be in for a real ride. So today we are welcoming Piper Willoughby. Piper is an ordinary human whose journey of self-discovery has led her through a great transformation, allowing her to connect with the very essence of who she is and letting her light shine brightly in the universe. As an intensely private person, she has adopted a pen name for her recent book, Musings on Weirdness in Love and Meditation, A Divine Love Journey which lends her an elemental fluidity within the Twin Flame community. So Piper, thank you for being here and sharing your light with us today. Thanks for having me, Amanda. I'm, I'm honored to have been invited and I'm really looking forward to this. Again, there are no coincidences. People flow into our lives exactly when they're meant to. And uh, I, I look forward to what we share with the audience who also is not listening to this coincidentally. Each one of you listening tuned in for a reason and are listening to this specific conversation for a reason. So be present to what is that? Why is that? What is in this for you? What spark needs to be ignited or what truth are you here to remember during our conversation today? 
For those who are familiar with the show, you know that I like to open each of our episodes with a quote that has inspired me on my journey. And today I felt so called to quote a passage from Piper's book because I am already feeling inspired by this book and by this work. And I would highly recommend that you go um, find yourself a copy of it and we'll make sure you know how to do that. But I'm going to be reading something from this book, Musings on Weirdness in Love and Meditation. And as you listening, uh, hear these words, again, pay attention to what resonates with you? Where, when do you get the, the truth bumps all over your body? What, what does that bring up for you? And Piper, I'm asking you to do the same. Of course, these were words that came through you. Uh, and I'm going to be asking you what these words mean to you and why they came through you, why they were written. So I'm going to start, there was many passages and quotes, by the way, that I want to read, and we'll see if I get a chance to read a few of the others uh, during this conversation. But I wanted to start with this passage. And then there's a specific line that really stood out to me that I might actually emphasize a bit. So again, this is from Piper Willoughby's book. I was a seeker of some seemingly elusive truth. I knew I would repeatedly face my shadow side. It was how I would grow and transcend old paradigms that no longer suited me. Even when it appeared to me that the issue was outside of myself, it was always from within. The hardest part for me was not only embracing my truth, but knowing my authentic self well enough to live in that truth no matter how difficult it might seem for me and particularly those around me. And the line from that, because there's a lot in this passage that I think we can talk about, Piper, but the one line that really stands out to me, and I'm going to read it one more time, is the hardest part for me was not only embracing my truth, but knowing my authentic self well enough to live in that truth. So can you tell us a little bit about this passage and why, why did you write this? What does this mean to you? Yeah, that, that is a loaded passage. Um, I, I got to a point in my spiritual journey, my awakening, my clearing of old um, programming and false beliefs about around myself where I could see myself very clearly. I could for finally, probably the very first time in my life, be completely authentic. And then I realized because of all of the programming and conditioning, I didn't really know who I was. So how could I stand in that truth? What did I want? What did I want to offer the world? What did I, who, you know, whom did I want to affect? Um, how did I want to live my life? And how did I want to dress? Um, what what foods did I want to eat? It, it really, it, you know, where where was I going to live? Where did I want to live? What excited me? What were my passions? Okay, now I'm at the point where I'll think to myself, well, I used to enjoy doing knitting, for example, and then I think, now, did that come from me, or was that was am I only knitting because I was forced to knit, and I was good at it, and I and it was a skill, and so I was I was encouraged to do it, even though my real passion was with painting, for example. 
or, you know, I was a classically trained uh, pianist, but I really prefer to, to drum. So there are things like these, those kinds of choices that I was suddenly able to make for myself. So what's coming up for me? And again, we're going to take a quick detour, although I don't know if it will be quick because I also want to talk more about the book, but I have to say this. Um, and of course, this is all part of the book, so it's not too far afoot. Something actually just came up for me yesterday, which again, no coincidences here, where I started, I found myself saying to myself and even I think to the person I was talking with that I feel like with all of the self-reflection, self-analysis, self-work, all these things I've been doing, self-discovery that I've been doing for many, many years now, that I'm, I, would, I think I would know myself really well by now. And yet, I still find myself surprised when I don't seemingly know who I am or know what I desire. And this just came up, like I said yesterday, having this conversation with someone. And it surprised me. It shocked me. And it even bothered me a little bit because I thought, well, I mean, well, goodness, I've done all of this work. I've done, you know, I've, I have really transformed and evolved and awakened over the past few years quite dramatically and even very exponentially recently. So why don't I know who I am? And so I love what you are saying, which is once you awakened, you finally revealed your authentic self. And because it was no longer clouded by these false layers of who you were supposed to be, you actually had to rediscover yourself. Would you agree with that? Yes, I definitely agree with that. It's not um, that we don't know who we are, but I, I think that we're conditioned to believe that we need to have an answer to who we are. And when we get to the point where we can just allow the flow of our lives to manifest, we will follow the, our guidance, follow our path and discover who we are throughout the entire um, journey of our lives. I don't think it ever stops. It doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you're in the flow, as long as you're allowing, as long as you're surrendering to what is and, and you know, looking for your lessons and continuing to analyze yourself and discover what excites you. Mm. And I have chills all over my body, like goosebumps from head to toe as you say that. That's so powerful. So, so share with us and, and tell me and tell our listeners, you know, from the perspective of the book, you know, the book follows these characters, Annie and Alex, twin flames, and help us understand how this self-discovery journey, this coming back to who you are without having the social, right, expectation of being able to say, okay, this is who I quote unquote am, but rather live in flow, live in surrender. How did this story of these twin flames um, support that, right? So how does the experience of having a twin flame, which you may even want to educate us a little bit about, how did that open Annie, this character up to this path of self-discovery? 
the twin flame relationship is, um, you know, it's an energetic, uh, highly connected, very intense relationship. And they catalyze you into growth and change because they mirror the things in you that you are. They mirror the things they represent. They show back to you what still needs to be healed. And they show back to you the love that you hold. So you're holding this this enormous amount of love for them um, that essentially you need to learn how to put back into yourself. And that is when you reach divine union. And it's it's union within. It's not uh, union in a romantic sense of being in a physical partnership with another mate. Um, I think that, you know, with our twin, we will allow our hearts to open for that person to, to get to the programming because they can actually help us go deeper inside. Now, in the story, this sends Annie on this path of not looking for it outside of herself in Alex. And there was another quote, and I actually, I want to go over there because this, like I underlined it, I started, I highlighted it. Do you know what I mean? Cause this is so speaking to me. So I want to read this. And then I want to like, I want to get your thoughts on it. Like where, where did this come from? What is this? What does this mean to you? Um, why did you write it? Cause I think there's something in it that's so profound. So the quote is, I wanted to be free to be me just to be my true authentic self in each moment. I wanted to be making decisions and speaking from my heart and to be my unlimited creative self. That spoke to me because I feel like this is, again, what I am up against in this very moment in my life is, am I willing to be free to be me, to be my unlimited creative self? And so I just love that. And I love that it's this through this twin flame experience that opened up this this truth, right? Is there so is there anything you want to say about that statement? What that looked like either in your experience or in Annie's as the character who said it? For me what that involved was, yes, how do you answer that question? Who who are you? Who who are we? Who am I? Who is my unlimited potential self? What what exists out there in my 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 vortex, my potentialities that I have not even touched on because I've been limiting myself throughout my entire life, um, having beliefs around things that I should do and ways that I should be and lifestyles that I should live. And I think, you know, once I started asking myself these kinds of questions, when I, I also knew that I had to embrace the parts of me that I didn't like, not only the beauty that I was and the energy that I had and the creativity that I was capable of and the things that I love about myself, but also the shadow side. Like, for example, and this is a really easy example, but say I'm telling white lies and I realized suddenly one day that, oh my God, I'm because someone's lying to me. Now I'm aware of myself lying to other people. Again, this person mirrored in me something that I don't like about myself. And not only do I have to stop doing it, but, you know, I have to figure out, I have to accept and love that part of me that was doing it because it's, it's part of our yin yang. It's, it's our dualistic self. It's, it's the human aspect of our 
spiritual experience where we get to have these feelings, but to get to who we really truly are and our authentic core, it's not that. Those are just feelings that come up because we're human, but they're not truly representative of who we are. So who we are is that abundance of love and and joy and you know that creative life force energy that's really who we are so getting through it's part of the spiritual journey it's 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 the blissful part right it's the part that that you know it's like being high without doing drugs it's the joy it's the abundance in all in all ways and in in all things and the more we can you know, dig into our shadow side. And, and this was a, a real crux for me with the book. The importance of this book to me is to help to show people what it really takes to walk this journey, um, to really dig deeply, to really ask yourself these questions and not do spiritual bypassing. Don't say, yeah, yeah, I worked on that last week. It shouldn't come up again. I know I processed it. I'm over it. Um, but actually ask yourself, are you really over it? Or do you need to look at that again? And for me, I need to understand where it came from in order for me to be able to release it. And I think the further you dig, the more space you clear in your vessel to allow in the light that you are, the light that comes from source, from whatever your belief system is. Um, but that, that energy, that potential. Beautiful. Do you believe? we all have a twin flame? Uh, that is a loaded question. There's a lot of controversy about this in the spiritual community. And I think that people like to use the term twin flame because soulmate is rather overused. Um, some people today also are looking for a deeper connection that you definitely have with a twin flame. I don't know the answer to that. I, I do know that with a twin flame, there's an energetic connection. For example, one of my twin's best friends died in the night before. And, and the next morning, having a great day, I just was crying. I kept crying. I didn't know what was wrong. I knew I wasn't sad. And then I realized, and then, my, then I found out what had happened. There's that sort of energetic connection. There's an energy that you share. It's, a, it's like a shared ener energy field where you can feel each other. Um, highs and lows, goods and bads, and you can also even each other out. You can you can strengthen each other. You can help each other, and it's all energetic and telepathic. There's that sort of communication as well. I think you know it's the higher self of the twin who's speaking telepathically with me, but only and until that person also does their work and allows in their energy field to expand and allows their gifts to come in and allows that telepathy to enter, then you're consciously telepathically communicating with each other. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be a twin flame relationship. Um, there are other certainly very beautiful, wonderful, intense spiritual relationships that may be similar to a twin flame relationship but I don't know if that those, you know, those partner, those, that couple is a twin flame or not. I mean, I, I think only the person who's having the experience can really answer that question. I think certainly that 
there are more and more people on this planet who are having these sorts of experiences and it's a really wonderful thing to see. And I've also noticed that, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on the older side, you know, pushing 60 here. And I know that uh, people, uh, well, uh, and I, and I communicate a lot with younger people in their thirties and forties who are also, who are now having these experiences and they're much easier than, all of this work that I had to go through because I think I came in with heavier templating. That's, that's really powerful. And I, I just love your authentic answer, by the way, of, you know, because I suppose, you know, we don't always know, we don't know. And, and thank you for sharing your perspective and also your honest answer and acknowledging that it really is probably up to the individual to know. But what I think is important uh, and what I think we all can gain from this, from this experience and through Piper's experience and then how she has put this into the story form is that through that twin flame connection, that energetic connection, that mirroring connection that people can have with one another, again, there's this opportunity to look within and to find it within because that's what this keeps coming back to for me is we're all here seeking love, seeking acceptance, seeking approval, seeking validation, and we're seeking it from all these other people. And so I would love to hear, because again, this is, you know, based on a true story, we, we've, you know, acknowledged that you've been through your own spiritual awakening here. What did that look like for you to go from seeking it without, you know, outside of yourself to learning to give it to yourself because that's the self-love, right? That's the piece that I think is the takeaway for all of us, if I might say so myself. Yeah. What did that, what did that look like for me along my own journey um, was one of the coolest things I remember was the day that I realized I was an observer of my own life like I was just observing life around me and not feeling any longer conditioned to react to it. So that's, so tell me more, tell me more about that. The, this being the observer, because that to me is lead, leads us to how we love ourselves deeper, right? And how we see what is already within, but what did that look like to become the observer? What that looked like for me was that I was no longer as as attached. I, I certainly wasn't always over it. I certainly still have issues around it, but I, I, attached to controlling the outcome for other people, attached to believing that I knew what was best for everybody else, um, attaching to the belief that because I was changing that everybody else should change around me and really just getting into acceptance you know, you can't really get there to to acceptance of others until you you are there for, with you. It's the same thing with love. You you can't or being uh, you can only be as authentic with your partner as you're able to be with yourself. You can only allow in as much as you've made made room for. Okay, so Piper, now I have, and it's almost a selfish question because this is something that's rattling around in my own head. And when I hear someone talk about like yourself talking about um and certainly you're not the only one right that says look we, we find it within and i know that that's true like i know that everything i have and everything i need is already within me including 
love, right? This divine love that I can experience. And I want to be in partnership. I want a relationship. I want this sacred union with another. So my question to you is, is that possible? Is that okay? Uh, and I, I realize this is your opinion on it, right? But what is your opinion on that? If once I have experienced that divine love within myself, can I still experience it with another? Well, you absolutely can experience it with another. And this is, and you will experience it with another. Um, my belief is that the universe wants us all to get to, uh, through these things, to get to a point in our journey where we, and will, well, what I want to say is my belief is that the universe is going to provide for us the people that we vibrate um, at the same frequency with, right? So once you, you elevate your vibration to allow in that more love, and that is self-love, then that love resonates back out into the world and attracts back into you people at that same level. And this is how I just know in my heart that you will experience it. Um, how could you not, right? I mean, if you think back to past relationships, maybe, you know, there was a there was a time in your life when you were depressed and the relationship happened to be a pretty depressing relationship. It mirrored really who you were and where you were at that moment. You bring in the love for yourself. It, it, it you, you know, you're shining your light and that light is going to attract other people who are also in love with themselves, I guess. <laughs> I love that so much. And, and I got all tingly when you said that to me, because it felt like such truth that you just reflected back. So thank you for answering my question and uh, giving me a little peace of mind on that. I'd love to, before we move to our, our wrap up questions toward the end here, there is one more I still want to ask, which is, what is it that you want readers to take away from this story of Annie and Alex, if, if you could boil it down or summarize it? Writing this book, uh, the plan for me wasn't to write a book. It, the book sort of wrote me. And I, as I was writing, I realized that, you know, it was helping me heal. It was cathartic for me. And so the intent for the book when it was published was really to show others how to take a deep look inside, um, to show really what it takes to, to make that transformation in your life, to transcend those old paradigms and um, belief systems, to really walk through it. And I wanted it to be an enjoyable read for people while at the same time, you know, showing them. That, and there's so many layers to the book too, you know, leaving a, um, a longstanding partnership in, in love and compassion. Um, the experiences I've had with higher dimensional beings and ETs, um, my sexual awakening. Um, and of course, you know, the ups and downs of the twin flame journey when really every aspect of it needed to be directed back at me. And I think, um, I needed to show how attachment can be debilitating and because I think that, like, as a character, Annie was really very, very, very attached and um, without realizing that she was. It took a long time to open her eyes to the codependence that she was stuck in. Amazing. 
Yeah. So, uh, and I, like I said, I, I have not yet finished it. I plan to very soon. It's one of those books where it's just, I get lost in it. I could just keep reading and reading and reading if I didn't have somewhere else to be and another thing on my agenda. So I look forward to uh, consuming the rest of it. And yet I already see that. And I just so love the, the multi-layeredness of it. And I so love that you highlight this idea of the the how attachment can be so debilitating and how long it sometimes even takes us to realize that we're doing that. So it, I, yeah, I found myself smiling and smirking and going, oh my gosh, I totally get that, you know, throughout so many times. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, there's actually going to be a sequel to this book as well. Well, good. So, okay, Piper. So what I want to do is I want to shift. Um, I, I like to close each of my uh, episodes and conversations with a few questions that I ask each guest. And this is a chance to get to know you even a little better on your own journey. And the first question I ask is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? You know, I, I think I'm going to have to say my twin flame because he's my catalyst. He is the person who instigated in me this change in growth, who continued to push me without unknowingly <laughs> To look deeper and deeper inside. That's such a beautiful answer. Um, mm. So good. So good. And I, I, again, I'm just feeling this sense of it's amazing what, again, how each of our journeys is different. And I, I feel like I need to say this because for anyone out there listening going, gosh, I've never had a twin flame experience or, oh, I don't, I don't even, what does that mean? That doesn't resonate. Again, I don't think that matters. And this is why it's because we all receive exactly what we need to receive to move forward. And so for some of us, we experience our growth, our evolution, our deepening, our awakening through the energetic connection with another. Some of us may not, right? And I just think that's so awesome that we get to have our own journeys and we get to share similarities with people because of course then there are many people who can and who do have these experiences so anyhow that's a beautiful answer yes uh second question is what place or activity most inspires you right now <laughs> well this is kind of a funny activity but i i love uh anything creative and i love to learn i'm always i think Basically, like Gaia.com is my only sort of viewing that I do anymore. I'm always learning wonderful things on there, um, studying different kinds of methodologies of, for music that, that are used in meditation, like binaural beats and, um, you know, hemi-sync music, which is great for ADD, by the way, which is something I use all the time to help with that. And um, let's see, and, and different different methodologies of meditation because I love meditation. I love to teach it. I love to hold sacred women's circles. Um, I love to inspire other people, but the thing that's really been with me lately, like in my mind constantly all day long is when I look around at the world and I, I don't mean, uh, like nature. I mean, as I look around at all of the things that we have created as man, as humans, right? Like you even think that somebody at some point designed the nail that keeps the floorboard on or, you know, the screws that keep the cabinet together. Somebody designed that cabinet. Somebody designed the, you know, the, the handles and, um, 
you know, the electric outlets, like it's not just the furniture. It's not just the paintings we see on the wall. It's not just the lamps. It's every single aspect. And it just goes to show us really how, how create, how creative we really all are. Even if uh, it's not necessarily viewed as creative, it's still very creative thinking. Phenomenal. Oh, that is so true. And something that I oft often take for granted and don't take time to appreciate. So thank you for that little reminder and inspiration for each of us to go about our days looking for that a little bit more and appreciating it a bit more. My third question is, if there has been a book along your journey uh, that has inspired you, what book might that be? A New Earth, Awakening Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle was the first book I had read in years, um, probably since The Road Less Traveled, which was also pretty instrumental. Um, that was M. Scott Peck from the 70s, I think. I, I know I read that book in the 80s. Um, but A New Earth was the first book I'd read since then, I think, where everything in it made, it really spoke to me. It really made me remember that there was more to life than the life I had been living. Another author that I love is Paulo Coelho, the the author of The Alchemist. Those books, his uh, The Alchemist and Adultery, both very much spoke to me because they're books about transformation, and and they're so beautifully written in story form. I'm familiar with The New Earth. It has been a very instrumental book on my journey as well, but not so much. Um, I, I I actually can't recall if I've read The Alchemist, so that has been brought up before, and I feel that you know there's that little tug. Maybe there's something there. So again, if you're listening and any of these books stand out to you, it might just be a little nudge for you to go pick one up and see if it see if it speaks to you in this moment in time. Um, usually, I have decided or I have I believe that the the teacher reveals itself once the student is ready and so things come to us just at the right time when we need them and when they make sense that's because we are ready to remember and to receive so Piper this has been phenomenal I, I really have appreciated hearing about something a, co- a topic that a, I have not explored yet on this show and not even really talked much about with others in terms of twin flames and this the idea of how that points us back to who we truly are and the path and the journey towards self-discovery and i i feel like of course what we do in these conversations is just scratch the surface of what is really um we're really there but that is why you have a whole book that anyone listening can go out and read because I really believe that if you listen to this conversation and you're like, wow, they, they're onto something and I want to know more. I want more, uh, go out and get a copy of the book. So Piper, where can they find a copy of the book? You can go directly to my website, piperwillaby.com. And from there, click on my social media links, which would be Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I just wanted to say thank you to you, Amanda. This has been really awesome. And you're absolutely right. This is the sort of subject. There's so many subjects within the subject of spiritual awakening. I think we could probably go on for hours. It's been really nice chatting with you today. So thank you. My pleasure. And I agree. Yeah, these are always these are always too short and yet enough to, like I said, probably stir something within the listener and within ourselves. This is not just for 
everyone out there listening in, this is for me, this is for you. And I always set that intention at the beginning of the show that we are all blessed and we are all awakened to something new within ourselves through this process. So thank you for being here and sharing yourself so openly. And those listening, uh, I will have, of course, her website in the show notes. Click there. Um, grab a copy of the book if you feel so inspired to do so. Reach out to her. Find her on on social media. And again, stay tuned. It sounds like there's going to be a second book on its way. So that will be exciting as well. And as always, continue to shine your light brightly, because as you begin to embrace your authentic self through this spiritual awakening and journey, uh, you are not only doing yourself a favor, you are doing the entire world a favor by being true to who you are. And that is something I am taking to the bank with myself today. Um, it is something I am really being reminded of, of just how important that is. And so thank you to Piper for reminding us of that today. And thank you to all who are listening. And until next time, many blessings. <music>